So it's Pentecost weekend, and I am, of course, thinking about the Holy Spirit. But I feel that we only talk about or even think of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost or at confirmations. But then what? Do you know that we should be praying to and praying for the Holy Spirit every day? You may feel a bit weird praying to the Holy Spirit. It feels much normal to pray to Jesus or God, the Father. But we need to pray to the Spirit. Praise the Holy Spirit. Ask for the Holy Spirit to come down as he did at Pentecost. Do you know that everything that happens, happens because of the Holy Spirit? The Eucharist is made possible because of the Holy Spirit. Actually, all sacraments are possible because of the action of the Holy Spirit. And the Church is alive and well because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the cause of the birthday of the Church, and the Holy Spirit continues to guide the Church and the Pope and the bishops. We have to believe that. Otherwise, why are we Catholic? Every day, pray for and pray to the Holy Spirit. Pray that the Spirit continues to guide you and inspire you, and that the Spirit continues to guide and to inspire the Church as it did 2,000 years ago. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to an all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I am Billy Chen. And I'm Emily Callen. And here we go. Pentecost. Can you yeah, believe it? I it know. Seems, I don't know about you, but it feels like this Easter season has been like super long. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's because so? it's so... I don't know. Yeah. Is it because well, of, I like the Easter yeah. season. Is it because I do of too. We, we broadcast six weeks of uh, Easter Mass? Is it because of that? Maybe. But no, <laughs> but there's always six weeks... Seven weeks sometimes. Oh, of seven. East, of you Easter, know, but right? I think this is the first time for me, at least, that I've been so aware of the length of the Easter season, uh-huh. or as aware of the length, because uh, yeah, I, I, so, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I always knew that it ended on Pentecost. Yeah. But it never occurred occurred to me. It never occurred to me. Yeah. To celebrate. Easter uh-huh. for that length of time. Oh yeah, you're right. Right. Yes. It was like you had the octave. And in your and case, it like, means that you're eating Easter it. eggs. Yeah. <laughs> for for fifty you, days. You cannot buy it right after <laughs> yeah. after a week. No, you no. You cannot buy it anymore. We're all, they're already they're already selling Halloween stuff. They're on sale. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, does this mean that we can't party anymore? We're just done. We're done. No, 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 no. Because we have, and this is where I think is like you have Pentecost, but then you have Trinity Sunday, and then it's Corpus Christi, yeah. And then it's like, it, see, this th- is what I like about being right? Catholic too, is that there are have so many feast days. Yeah, <laughs> all these feast There's days. There's always a, a lot of kicks. to celebrate. Anyway, yeah. but you know what? What it means? Mm. It means that there's only four more shows, four more Salt and oh, Light Hour shows goodness. until the end of this season. Because we're already, already in June. Summer. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's freezing here in the north. It feels like it's freezing. Um, so, yeah, so four more shows, including this one, until the end of the season. So I hope people can join in you know, from their cars or wherever they are listening mm-hmm. to the program. Um, and uh, Holy Land. We need to tell people about the trip to the Holy Land. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody wants to come to the Holy Land <laughs> with me... Oh, November 20th. I want to go with you. Okay, so maybe <laughs> Emily will come, maybe can Billy come? will come, and then we can broadcast from the Holy Land. Do you need but an you know assistant? I, I never. I went to the Holy Land a few years ago. Yeah, you and did, and I didn't. Was a, go. I had never. I never thought I'd ever want to go to the Holy Land. It was never something that to you me want to was. Go. Yeah, I don't know. I just you know I was like I want to go to Ireland instead yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> All this sudden, Ireland. But but now but you want to go back. Now I yeah. want to go back. It's yeah. probably one of the so best trips I've ever done. Seriously, for people who've never obviously if you've never been. But I know everybody that has been some wants to go back. 
Um, it's a great opportunity. Our pilgrimage is going to be just before Advent, so I think it's going to be a great opportunity to kind of enter into that Advent Christmas season, since oh, we're talking about okay. seasons. So it's December, uh, November 20th to December 1st. I'm going, so it'd be great to have you guys come with me. Uh, saltandlighttv.org slash blessedjourneys. Yes. saltandlighttv.org. Just go to our website and you'll be able to find out information there. Okay, so on the show today, quickly, Emily, we have news? We yeah. have some news, yes. Uh, sad news coming from the community of Taizé in France. Okay. Um, a There's, in the Philippines, a young boy, I'm not going to say anymore, but yeah. there's something really special about so this young Filipino boy. So from France to the Philippines? To the Philippines and then uh, to the Amazon. To the Amazon. There you go. That's the, the Universal wow. Church right there with Everywhere. Emily Callan. So that's in about five minutes. And then after Emily, Jillian. Jillian Cantor is yes. going to be here again nice. uh, to tell us what she learned from her kids. That's in about 10 minutes. And then, uh, Billy, you have a question. Yeah, from the Eucharist. Uh, from the Eucharist? To the, uh, to, to, to the, to the body. To the body. <laughs> The body to the, the cross, to the, the cross, cro- okay. To the cross. The bo- okay, like a cruise, okay. yeah, the cross, the body on the cross, yeah, okay, from the Eucharist to the crucifix, yeah, that kind of rhymes. No, anyway, so that's <laughs> in about 15 minutes or so, and uh, we have like no time left. But Fulton Sheen, you've heard of Fulton of Sheen, of course, I have Archbishop <laughs> Fulton Sheen. <laughs> I, I laugh because when you first mentioned, it, I thought, is it is, is he Chinese? Is he Chinese? <laughs> no, it's not Fulton, <laughs> it's not Fulton Sheen, yeah. Fulton Sheen, it's Fulton Sheen. So he's 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 known as one of the best Catholic communicators of all times. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, how much do we know about Fulton Sheen? Did, did you know that he was an author, published? Books. I, I did. I don't know how many. Though. Okay, so I didn't actually even thought that he, you know, but of course he's an author. Um, that the, there's there's a there's an there's an Archbishop Fulton Sheen Society. Um, th- there's questions about is he going to be beatified or you know. So anyway, later on in the program, I'm very excited because we have like the Fulton Sheen expert. He's Canadian. Alan Smith is going to be with us nice. in about 25 minutes. Um, so we're going to be talking about Fulton Sheen. If anybody hasn't ever heard about Fulton Sheen <laughs> or if you think that he was Chinese, <laughs> um, stay tuned. Uh, in our in our uh, second half hour, we're going to be talking uh, about Fulton Sheen. And, for, and if for some reason you're not going to be around, you're not going to be in the car, you can always go to our website and, and listen to all these segments and the whole program at saltandlighttv.org. And then at the end of the show, we're going to meet another new uh, artist, um, John von Ark, John Paul, sorry, John Paul von Arks. Um, he's a country musician. Um, I'm always excited to meet, as you know, uh, new artists. Um, and there's just something about country music. I don't know. It's just the, it's so comforting. So, so his music is excellent. Um, we're going to be uh, talking to John Paul von Arks in about 40 minutes. Um, and again, if you're not going to be around 40 minutes from now, go to our website, saltandlighttv.org, or uh, look for us on Roku, your Roku. You can listen to all the segments there uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the whole show. So why don't we start with a song? Here's John Paul Von Arks with Breakthrough from his debut album of the same name. There's an ache in my heart. There's a longing to be understood Why is it hard to find peace of mind? Why is it hard to choose the good? Is your yoke really easy? Cause the burden seems hard to bear But I'm not giving up on you Faith tells me you're there 
That was John Paul Von Arks with Breakthrough from his uh, newest album, his first album, actually, of the same name. And I don't know, Emily, I don't know about, <laughs> but this country music is, I don't know what it is. It's so comforting. Soothing. Anyway, we're going to be speaking with uh, John Paul Von Arks in about 30 minutes. Uh, but first, Emily, you're still here with uh, news. Yes. So I was mentioning the community of Taizé in France. Um, uh, the superior of the community, Brother Alois, uh, yes. informed authorities of abuse cases that happened in oh, the community really? between the 1950s and the 1980s. So three brothers were involved and uh, total, there are four cases that of um, wow. that he reported. For, sorry, four, not four, five. Five mm-hmm. cases that he reported. And uh, Brother Luis in an interview with Vatican Radio said that um, it is the only it is only by shedding light on these cases that we can truly contribute to protecting those who trust in the community of Teze. Yeah. So he only revealed um, these cases or reported these cases uh, after ha- having accompanied victims um, for a number of time, ta- you know, for, for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. 
So this isn't just something that kind of came up uh, recently, but the community and him, like they decided that this was just one step that they needed to take in order to move forward. So to inform uh, right. the prosecutor of the Republic of France and to make the situation public. So obviously no details on the victims no. or on on the brothers themselves, but this is something that came out this week. So um, the community wow. of Taizé is now mm. involved in this. That is so. sad news from Taizé. Yes, Taze. it is. Um, a teenager uh, from the Philippines, um, a f- he his name is Darwin Ramos. Uh-huh. Uh, he was 17 years old when he died in 2012, and he could be declared a servant of God. Really? Yeah. So he died from a genetic disease called Duchenne muscular dystrophy, uh-huh. um, and he lived in the slums of Pasay City, so just outside of Manila. Right. And he was a volunteer at a foundation for street children, and he was known for um, his deep faith. But this was not someone who was raised Catholic. He had a conversion and only became Catholic in 2007. Uh, So the Congregation of the Causes of Saints told the Diocese of Cubao in the Philippines Mm -hmm. uh, that it could begin the process of examining his life of examining his life because as we know that is the first step yeah. towards beatification um, which also requires the approval of one miracle yes so a 17 year old Filipino awesome. boy wow Darwin yeah. Ramos exactly good I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we hear lots more about Hopefully. that there you go congratulations to all our Filipino listeners yes now in the Amazon next July the Franciscan Friars of Assisi in the Providence of God yeah. uh, are launching a Pope Francis hospital ship what I know <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so the ship is intended to assist the 700,000 inhabitants of the Amazon. So these are areas that can only be rich, reached by river. Um, each expedition will last 10 days and the ship will be visiting approximately 1,000 coastal regions. Um, the ship is 32 meters long. It has facilities for treatment, hospitalization, surgery, vaccination, radiography. It's going to have a laboratory. Wow. So basically... So Everything like a you hospital. could a hospital on a ship, um, and it would also have ten a ten person crew and twenty medical and paramedical volunteers. I think so Emily, they need like a a, a, a TV crew. They to might go need with a, them. I know, right? You know, so we can cool? report some stories. Yeah. Wow. Well, this, this this is something that was inspired by Pope. France is coming to visit uh, Rio de Janeiro yeah. in 2013 during World Youth Day. Mm-hmm. And he had met with the founding priest and friar of a hospital that he visited. Yeah. Um, and he was asking if they were in the Amazon. And the friar said no. no. And the Pope would have apparently said, well, then I guess you have to go. <laughs> wow. So this is, this is how it happened. So in July. The well, Pope that's Francis great. Hospital ship. That's great. And yeah. and in October, we have a synod on, on the, the Amazon. Amazon. So how yeah. perfect is that? Exactly. Oh, wow. I want to go on that ship. Right? So, you know, I'm right? sure they need a deacon. I, they probably do. They probably do. Okay, one more thing, Pedro, just yes. for those who would like to tune in. If you're listening uh, today, Saturday, um, you can catch the Mass for Pentecost presided by Pope Francis at the Vatican on Salt and Light TV at 12 noon on Sunday. On Sunday. Eastern Pentecost. time. Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday. So There you go. Anything that the Pope is doing, you can watch on Salt and Light TV. Yes. Online, saltandlighttv.org slash live, or if you're in Canada and you're you have us on your on your dial, just tune Salt and Light TV. Thank you. Emily Callan, our Salt and Light Hour news producer. You can follow her at Emmy Callan. I'm Lee Ressler. Thank you so much for listening, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. I'm Deacon Pedro. If you missed any part of this program or to listen to any interview again, go to saltandlighttv.org radio. That's where we archive all our programs. And now it's time for 
What I Learned from My Kids with Jillian Cantor. Jillian, welcome back to the program. Hello, how are you today? I'm good, thank you very much. Are you uh, enjoying nap time? Yes, I have two, one, yeah, two napping, one um, against the advice of Deacon Pedro is watching a show on Netflix. Watching Salt and Light Television, okay. Um, yes, that's what I said. Absolutely, yeah. yes, not listening to the Catholic Channel nope. on Sirius XM Radio. <laughs> um, and you're going to give us a lesson. What did you learn from your kids this month? All right, well, it begins with a story, and the story begins with a disclaimer. Okay. That, uh, yeah, I hope I don't offend anyone with, I'm treading on dangerous territory with, um, in terms of language. So okay. If anyone is sensitive okay. regards to language. Okay, we might bleep it if, yep, if it's offensive. Bleep it out. Okay. Okay, so um, I'm serving the two girls lunch, Clara and Jane. Everyone uh-huh. else is at school, and Leo does not sit at the table to eat lunch yet. Not yet. Clara and Jane are getting noodles, and Clara asked for seconds. So I just said to her, how many noodles would you like? because I would also like some. How many more would you like? And she looks up at me very sweetly, and she says, F you. And I said, pardon? And she said, again, F you. But she said it, she actually said the two words. She said, this is what I'm hearing. So I just, I'm racking my brain. Where did she hear this? What does she think of me? What does she think this means? And so I just said, Clara, what are you saying? What do you mean? And she said, more than two? Uh, <laughs> she wanted a few. <laughs> so once I got over my shock of being sworn at by my <laughs> four-year-old, <laughs> I realized okay. she just wanted a few noodles, just a few, <laughs> more than two. <laughs> Not so the lesson for the yes. day is listen carefully. Clean your ears. <laughs> So that's it, short and sweet. Listen carefully, um, whether it's your day-to-day interactions with people, whether it's prayer time and you're talking to God, whether it's your spouse telling you a story, or your children requesting some lunch. Just listen carefully. It's best that um, you open both your ears to avoid any misunderstandings or hurt feelings. That's that, it. That's a good lesson. No, and I, <laughs> you know what? I, I think you were listening carefully because you asked. You asked. I'm, I'm, pardon me? It was Can more I? because I wanted to make sure she wasn't... Oh, I didn't know where she'd learned this. Yes. What's going on? Wow. So, Noodles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, yes. Very good lesson. Listen carefully so that we don't misunderstand each other. Yeah. And hopefully God doesn't misunderstand us. Yes, hmm. exactly. Just en- enunciate. Maybe that's the second lesson. Enunciate. Enunciate. Listen carefully and enunciate. Okay, good. Short and sweet. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. yeah. So carry that story with you. I will carry that story with me. Um, and hopefully we can continue doing a few more segments <laughs> of <laughs> with you um, in the new year. Yes, because I think this is it. Until this t- is it for the, okay, till, well, till the fall. Nice break. I'll learn a lot in the summer. Excellent. All six of them home at once with me. Perfect. Fun. Things to share. Very good. With the new van. Yeah. Good. I hope your uh, van there has the uh, Sirius XM so you can listen to this program on the Catholic yeah. Channel. When am I not listening? To well, there you go. Channel. Saturdays, 3 and 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, on, and Sundays at 2 p.m. East. Just, just, just making sure. 
go for a ride at those times. All right. Very good. Jillian Cantor, she learns lots of things from her kids. And she's the producer of the Salt and Light TV program Mothering Full of Grace and the writer of A Woman's Voice and the wife of David, the mother of Joseph, Henry, Annie, Clara, Jane, and Leo. Just a few kids. <laughs> Hello, this is Ivan Diaz, and you are listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. Bendiciones. Do you know that you can also listen to all our Salt and Light Hour segments on Roku? Just look for Salt and Light TV and then select Radio. And now it's time for... Just for Dummies. With Billy Chan. Yes, who, yes. Who has a question about the crucifix? Crucifix, cross, yes. Cross? Yeah, the cross, yes. Um, there's a lot of different cross. I mean, you yeah. know, when you go to shop, um, <laughs> when you go shopping right? for crosses, I mean, they, yeah, 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 okay. A lot of different different uh, kind of cross. Yes, different traditions. Some yes. has Jesus on it, so uh, so it's a crucifix. It's a crucifix. Yes. Some doesn't. Some don't. And uh, I know some body, you know, argue that you know why you guys still put Jesus on the cross because he's already risen. Yeah. And somebody say that you know, oh, I do not like this face of Jesus. I don't like that face of Jesus. And if you cannot even confirm what, f- how Jesus looked like, yeah. you know, you, are you worshiping an idol? Yeah. So I okay, would like so, to yeah. know: mm. um, Are there any rules for Catholic? Are there any official image for Jesus? No. Okay. So you're asking a lot of questions there. Yes. The first answer is that Jesus, w- Jesus was Chinese. <laughs> No, 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 no. Of course, we don't know what Jesus looked like, and that's yeah. not the point. So any any depiction of Jesus, we have one in the studio here right now, actually. There's, Very you know, that traditional-looking Jesus with, with long hair. We don't even know if he had long hair. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. That's not the point. Oh, okay. Right? You know, you look at an icon, and icons are very stylized, big eyes. You yeah. Know, it's, that, it's not supposed to look like the person. It's supposed to be a, a, an ara. It, to point to the to the person, yeah, right. The image points to the person, so to, so it's not the person. It's not a photograph. So I, so of course there are no rules about that, and it, and that's not the point. Um, and I'd say the same thing applies to to any image of Jesus in a crucifix. Um, I don't think there are any rules about whether you have a crucifix or a cross. Mm. They're both okay. They're both they're both uh, oh. acceptable, except during mass. During mass, you do have to have a crucifix. That is with a corpus, with the body on the cross, not just the cross. In order to celebrate Mass, this, remember a few weeks ago we were yes. talking about what you need for Mass? A crucifix is yes. is actually one of the things you need. So what if the um, size is fine, right? You know, Whatever size is okay. fine, a lot of times you can just have a small crucifix lying on the altar. That's oh, correct. Okay. Most most churches will have a, a, a crucifix Hanging, standing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Standing oh, beside, on yeah. the altar, yeah, yeah. or you w- you walk in with a processional cross, yes. which is a crucifix, and I that also can stand next to the altar. But a lot of churches will have a crucifix hanging, hanging behind yeah. the altar in the back. My church doesn't. My church, we have an image of the resurrected Christ. Yeah. So that goes back to your other question. So why do we have the crucified Christ on the cross if he's already risen? Because it's a good question, but... Um, in order to get to the resurrection, you need to go through the cross. And we tend to, it, it is tempting to not want to go through the cross, uh, to the yeah, suffering, yeah. through the, the redemption, the sacrifice, and go straight. I would say that e- so much so that even if you think of Good Friday, on Good Friday, we are almost invited to enter into that mystery of Good Friday as if we did not know what's going to happen. 
Uh, if you okay. think of the the Good Friday liturgy, because it's crawl, you cover up everything. Right, yeah. everything gets covered up. Yeah, and even though we know what's going to happen, if you look at all the prayers and all the readings and everything we do on Good Friday, it's almost like for that moment we're being asked to to go deep down into that place that Jesus went down, mm-hmm. that God went into, the same way that the apostles did, not knowing what was going to happen. And there's there's a mystery there. There's something valuable. Uh, in going through that experience, um, which then I think makes the resurrection make more sense. It's 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 not easy to understand, but I think that if we kind of do, we're, we're we're called to dwell, to live, to to be in that moment where Christ sacrifices yeah. himself. And how about the face of Jesus? Is it important? I don't think it matters. No. I don't think it matters. I love um, uh, for if anybody has ever been to our chapel here mm-hmm. at the broadcast center of Salt and Light TV, we have a corpus that was designed to sit in front of the World Youth Day cross in 2002 because the World Youth in Day Toronto. cross, yes, mm-hmm. the World Youth Day cross is just a cross. Yeah, we were using that cross during the mass with the Holy mm-hmm. Father, so we just instead of having to bring a cross and a crucifix, yeah, we just build a corpus, a body to sit in front of the World Youth Day cross. Oh, and okay. if you look at the face of that Christ. First of all, he has no hair. Yeah. And you can't tell if he's Asian or African yeah. or Caucasian or it's Hispanic. <laughs> you can't gold. even tell if it's a man or a woman. I mean, it's yeah. very much a universal face. Mm-hmm. So that's an art- artist's depiction of the mm. Christ. But I don't think it really matters what, so what the no face looks like. there's no rules, nothing? No, I don't, th- I don't think so. Now, some of our listeners might might uh, know better and they can... Uh, they can write to us, uh, radio at saltandlighttv.org. You can contact Billy yes. at B. Joe Chan or me at Deacon Pedro GM and let us know what you know about uh, crosses and crucifixes. But to my knowledge, Billy, there's there's no rules. Thank you. You're very welcome. Good questions, Billy. Billy Chan is our webmaster here at saltandlighttv.org. You can follow him at B. Joe Chan. Coming up in our second half hour, Fulton Sheen, and we meet singer-songwriter John Paul von Arks, so don't go anywhere. I'd like to invite you on a very special pilgrimage to the holy lands of Israel, Palestine, and Jordan in November of 2019. I'm Deacon Pedro, and I will be with you as we walk in those very places that were once touched by God, by Jesus, by the prophets, the apostles, and the saints. Experiencing the Holy Land together on pilgrimage is something that will leave us changed. You will never be the same. You see, when we go to the Holy Land, we learn about the history of salvation, but we walk in the geography of salvation, those places that have been marked and touched by hundreds of thousands of pilgrims over the years. Their lives, too, have been changed. What is unique about our pilgrimage this year is that it will take place on the eve of Advent and Christmas. What a wonderful preparation to enter those liturgical seasons with the Holy Land experience alive and fresh in our memory. The history and geography of salvation come together in an extraordinary way. We will never be the same because of that experience in God's country. I hope you can join us. And for more information, visit our website, saltandlighttv.org to get the full schedule, to hear about the trip, and to get all the details. And if you have questions, just contact me directly. I look forward 
to being with you in November in the Holy Land. One of the most curious reasons for ever listening to this program was given last week. One woman said to another, be sure to listen to Bishop Sheen. He's wonderful. You know, in order to get an audience, all he uses is a piece of chalk and a blackjack. (laughs) I think it's pretty safe to say that most of you recognize that voice. The voice of Archbishop Fulton Sheen. He's known for his radio program, The Catholic Hour, that he hosted for 20 years from 1930 to 1950. He then moved to television with his show Life is Worth Living. Uh, We still air episodes from that program. And then from 1961 to 1968, he hosted the Fulton Sheen program. He won two Emmys. He's really best known as one of the greatest televangelists. Alan Smith has been following Archbishop Sheen for a long, long time and for the last seven years has been hosting a radio program that presents Archbishop Sheen's broadcasts. He then compiled all of Sheen's writings on the last words of Christ on the cross into one book, Cries of Jesus from the Cross, a Fulton Sheen anthology. And so if you want to know anything about Fulton Sheen, there's no better person to speak to. So I'm very happy to have Alan Smith uh, joining us now on the program. Al Smith, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Uh, Thank you, Deacon Pedro, for having me. I appreciate that very much. No, I'm so glad that we were finally able to uh, make this work. Um, How did you get interested in Fulton Sheen? Well, it was a a God incident, as we say. Uh, 2009, I was dropping my daughter off to a small Catholic college called Our Lady Seat of Wisdom. And uh, there, when we were in the office, uh, the library is attached to the office, and they were giving away a few older, tattered books that they wanted to make room in the library for the new editions, mm-hmm. and there they were giving away a few old Bishop Sheen books, and uh, my good wife, uh, being uh, the woman that she is, very thrifty, but also looking uh-huh. out for the soul, yeah. uh, found the book called Peace of Soul, okay. and uh, we read that book together, and the first line in that book is, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved, hmm. and I knew Bishop Sheen had me there with that one line, unless wow. souls are saved nothing is saved. And I just started to read book just after read. book after book of wow. Bishop Sheen's writings. And uh, the you next thing I know, I I said, <laughs> I, we can do the radio show. And um, uh, I've been in the radio, uh, yep. I say business, <laughs> since 2006. Uh, just mm-hmm. a community radio station doing a couple shows. And I went to my producer and I said, hey, I have an idea of a Bishop Sheen show. And uh, we got the rights to uh, rebroadcast his old radio recordings from the 30s and 40s. Right. The audio portion from his television shows and a few of his lectures. And uh, we've been sharing those for seven years now. So Yeah. Sorry, but for people who've never had a chance to hear the radio show or watch the, you know, they're all over YouTube, so people can just go and and watch them. What, What was about, what was it about Archbishop Sheen that was so... I guess that draw that drew people in so much. What was his appeal? Well, I think what it was was he wasn't a finger wagging priest, bishop, man of uh, the cloth. Uh-huh. He he invited us in. He he wanted to tell a story. He was excited to know Jesus Christ as mm-hmm. his personal savior. Mm-hmm. He was excited about the incarnation that God so loved the world that he came to save us. And he wanted to share that with everybody so you could see his joy was infectious. Right, And he would use a, a technique of simply talking about uh, day-to-day um, events and then uh, somehow tie in Jesus' life to those events. And uh, did that week after week. He would uh, ke- you know, uh, capture us or 
uh, just uh, get our attention by talking about what was important to us, mm-hmm. but always bring the story around to Jesus. And uh, that's why we loved him so much. And he was because, a great, yeah, he was a great, sorry again to interrupt, he was just a great speaker too. I mean, he would just, like, he was not reading from a teleprompter, he's just speaking off the top of his head. And on mainstream TV, I mean, this people have to remember, this wasn't Catholic TV, this was mainstream television, Sunday night, mm-hmm. right? Or radio. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he knew how to uh, cross the boundaries of uh, what appealed to uh, other religions. You know, okay. uh, again, a third of, a third of his uh, viewers were Protestant and another mm-hmm. third of his viewers were Jewish. But he quoted the scriptures often. And so, uh, you know, our Protestant brothers, they appreciate the scriptures right. like no other. And, uh, of course, so he, he was uh, talking their language. And right. uh, they really knew that he was a scripture scholar. And yeah. they respected him for that. Wonderful. Um, a lot of people have questions about what's happening with the, the cause for beatification. Can you give us an update? Yeah, I can give you that. Uh, you know, I've sat on the board of directors for a number of years. Right, and, yes. Uh, anybody that's followed the cause knows that um, there's a process that the Church follows. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, from the very beginnings in 2002, when Bishop Janke went to the Vatican and opened, petitioned Rome to open the cause. Mm-hmm. And for 10 years, uh, you know, there was... Uh, Lots of, I uh, say, data taken in, the interviews, uh, uh, you know, testimonies given to the Vatican. And in 2012, uh, the Vatican declared uh, Bishop Sheen venerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a beautiful, uh, just a, a great, I think everybody rejoiced, mm-hmm. uh, because it's that one step closer to sainthood. Yeah, it means the cause is and open, then, yeah. Yeah, and so then, of course, the medical miracle happened, and uh, the little boy that was uh, dead for 61 minutes and came back to life and uh, actually has no brain damage, and uh, that's a miracle in itself, too. Uh So uh, that was all approved, and so this process keeps going along, and so the next thing is to exhume the body and uh, harvest relics and uh, have a beatification mass. And uh, what happened was we all know of what the court's... Uh, you know, this back and forth, this uh, wrestling over the the remains of uh, Fulton Sheen. And uh, again, the Vatican suspended the cause mm-hmm. in uh, 2014 just because of that impasse that was there. So technically, the cause stopped in 2014. It kind of uh, was suspended, so mm-hmm. it's kind of put on the shelf, per se. And so I say to people, there really isn't a cause right now, mm-hmm. in that there's no nothing's open. It's it's kind of a, it's on hold. a point in history yeah. where there was on hold, and so again, the process is continuing with our prayers, yes. with our petitions, and you know the courts continue to make decisions in favor of the body going to Peoria, right. and once the body does go to Peoria, and I, I really believe it will, mm-hmm. because again, it is a it's a simple request of a family that has the rights to the body, mm-hmm. uh, making that request to move the body from one cemetery to another cemetery. And that's why the courts have been so uh, favorable in saying right. this is a normal yeah. request. Yeah. It's a little... And yet, you know, there's these obstacles that, that mm-hmm. seems that the Diocese of New York are putting up. Right. And um, so, it's... you know, I... I I'd like to take sides, of course. <laughs> I like to say I'm you're, on a yeah, side. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the courts and the, and the law, it's, the, it's, it's America. It's America. I almost have to say no more. So really the update is is that we're still in that prayer mode, and we're going to let God be God and the courts do what Absolutely. they do. Absolutely. And uh, that's, 
Absolutely. That's all I can really say. And that's so. good. No, and people, I guess people, we always pray for causes of beatification. So people will continue praying. Um, I wanted to ask yeah. you, because, and I have to admit, I'm a little... I knew his work on TV. I've seen the program. I've seen, heard some of the radio. I didn't even really think that he was an author. I knew he had published some books, but he's published a lot. So there's a lot of books yeah. there. If someone is interested in reading Fulton Sheen, where would you suggest that they start? What's What's the well, best book to start with? You know, I always start with the little books. And um, yeah. Fulton Sheen wrote 66 books. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those books, the, the book that I read, the first book was simply called Victory Over Vice. It was 100 pages, and it was about the seven deadly sins okay. and how the seven last words are the antidote for those sins. Right. Uh, you know, for the sin of anger, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. For the sin of gluttony, he says, I thirst. And, right. uh, you know, the sin of laziness, he says, it is finished. So um, right. beautiful little uh, note that Sheen convinced me that my sin cost the Lord his life and that he was giving me a remedy to help me to amend my life. And that little book just somehow spoke to my heart. So I just say, uh, you know, read those little books. I love his, um, there's a book, The Seven Words of Jesus and Mary. Uh Again, it's one of those little 100-page books where Sheen talks about the seven times that Mary spoke in sacred scripture and the seven last words of our Lord from the cross. um, that's so great. these yeah. little starters are what I try to say to people. Uh, try some of his little prayer books, uh, his uh-huh. uh, Way of the Cross, his Holy Hour prayer book, uh, the wartime prayer book, those little uh-huh. uh, samplers, and then you'll move into the larger works. Uh, yeah. You know, and okay. uh, I, I think everybody has a copy of Life of Christ. It's a classic book of Sheen taking... Uh, every time the Lord spoke in Scripture, He unpackages it, yeah. and it's a, it's a read that you can't read cover to cover. You have to do it in bite-sized pieces, right. but still, it's there. So uh, He has His classic works that He has. Yeah, and then, and then course, the little ones. Little, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go. I asked for one suggestion, and you gave me three or four, so people, yeah. no <laughs> excuses. Start with the little ones, Victor Vice. In fact, you, you quote, I guess those are quoted in your anthology, The Christ of Jesus from the Cross, about the vices. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, what I, and life yeah, of yeah. life of Christ as well. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it was very easy. So what I saw when I looked at all sixty-six books of, of Archbishop Sheen and his thirty years of newspaper columns. So every week, Archbishop Sheen had a newspaper column that was in hundreds of the major newspapers all over yeah. North America. So you have Ann Landers and you had Fulton Sheen. Yeah. So. Uh, Bishop Sheen was every week writing to America and to Canada uh, and giving a little, um, you know, blurb each week. So when you unpackage everything, you see he had some themes. And Sheen wrote nine books on the seven last words Mm -hmm. uh, with different themes. And I put them all together into an anthology. And uh, that's what I found. So these little mysteries of he writes a lot about the Eucharist. He writes a lot about Mary. He writes a lot about the seven last words. So I just unlocked the, some of the secrets. Yeah. But uh, it, you have to look at all of his work in one big map, and then you see it. Yeah, you that's great. It. And that's a, also another great place where people can start. They can just get your book, um, which is not really your book. You, you're the editor, but it's Fulton <laughs> Machine's book. Right. Anyway, Al, we need to leave it there. But thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm sure that we'll have lots of other excuses to bring you back on the program so we can talk about Fulton Machine. Hopefully one of those will be because the cause will move forward, and then we can come and talk to him again talk about him again Uh, Alan Smith thank you so much for being with us today 
Thank you, Deacon Pedro. God love you. You too. If you have a subject you would like me to write about, either send me your angel or, or write. Thank you. Bye now. And God love you. That was the voice of Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And we just spoke with Alan Smith. He's a Catholic evangelist, radio host, writer, and retreat director. He's also the founding director of the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada and the editor of The Cries of Jesus from the Cross, a Fulton Sheen anthology published by Sophia Institute Press. You can find out more at bishopsheentoday.com. And to listen to the full interview, if you missed it, go to saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Coming up is our featured Artist of the Week, John Paul von Arcs. So here he is with He's Different from his debut album, Breakthrough. When I was 14, my mom told me that she was pregnant again. She and my dad were worried because the new life inside it was different. Months later, when I was at school, my brother was born, and I got the news the night when I held him. The very first time he was different. Oh, he's different, different than me.
John Paul von Arcks with He's Different from his album Breakthrough. He wrote that song about his uh, little brother, Sam. John Paul von Arcks comes from a large family in Illinois. He grew up playing in a family band and then performed with uh, the country band Back Country Roads as their lead guitar player. He attended Franciscan University in Steubenville and then joined the Catholic band The Thirsting that we've featured on this program a few times. And all that led to today to the recording of his first album, Breakthrough, that we've been listening to. And so it's a real pleasure to welcome John Paul Von Arks to our program. JP, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Hey, thank you so much, Deacon Pedro. It's so good to be here. It is. So, large family, nine kids. You have eight brothers and sisters? That's correct, yeah. That's crazy. So, Catholic family, I'm assuming. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and (laughs) you guys... going to daily mass, all that. Daily mass. Were you homeschooled? No. Oh yeah. I yeah. Mean, Are you serious? Check like all the boxes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So and but you played. You were like the Von Trapp. You <laughs> the Partridge Family. You also had a family <laughs> band. You know, you're not. You're definitely not the first to make that uh, comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had like a. We played fifties music around town. What? Uh, Rockford, Illinois, is where I'm from. So we. Yeah, we had like this fifties rock band. So it was like Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, and we would just go around town entertaining. It. It was so much fun. It was my. So. Two, two of my brothers, okay. my sister, and my dad would play. It was so much fun. Okay, so it wasn't the whole family, but but it was a family band. No, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, a descending order, like all <laughs> people on the left side, and it goes down to the shortest. No, okay. So um, so were you were you guys doing, like, music lessons? Did you pick up, because you're a guitar player. How, how early were you playing the guitar? Mm, so I started playing guitar when I was 11. Um, okay. So... Um, and I, I really learned guitar from, um, my uncle taught me a few chords and he's a very accomplished professional musician. Um, and so he taught me a few chords and he's also my godfather. So we had Uh kind of that connection. And so he took me under his wing. And then from there, I really, um, I just, I started listening to more and more country music, actually picking up uh, country music guitar licks. And that's what really got me hooked. Um, I just love playing guitar, love entertaining and, uh, playing lead guitar is like, one of my absolute favorite things to do. But I learned guitar from piano, which I started when I was Okay, seven. so you were playing so, piano first. Um, I guess everybody mm-hmm. in the family was doing music lessons. Yeah, to go to piano lessons, right? Yeah, pretty much, except my one of my sisters, she's just beneath me in age. Her name is Catherine. Yeah. And, uh, she's a dental student at Marquette, but we, we always said she's tone deaf, but everyone else uh, can play <laughs> music, so... That's okay. She's <laughs> she's making more money than everybody else. Oh, everyone combined. Let's just be real about it. So you know, she gets the last laugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, did so you? Funny. I mean, it sounds it sounds like such a fun, you know, kind of growing up. Sounds like fun. Did you ever have, you know, like as an adolescent, issues or questioning or doubting your faith or any anything like that? You know, not not really. Um, not not until a little bit later in life i think but like as like uh you know in high school and and before then or even even through my college time yeah um it was always pretty straightforward i i really i really you know i I love the faith so much i've always felt very close to jesus and mary um in in a very personal way it's not just like 
you know, checking the boxes or going through the motions. Like, I really, I really just, I believe that, I believe that, I believe, and I know that, I know that, I know that Jesus is in the Eucharist. And that, that's my lifeline. It's gotten me through so many things. Um, however, um, you know, I think one of the most challenging times of my life was actually about 18 months ago, um, my brother Max, he passed away tragically in a hiking accident. And right. that was, that was a really tough time. We wow. were both living in Steubenville. Um, I was okay. teaching a choir out there when I yeah. wasn't on the road. And, uh, and he was a freshman at Franciscan University in Steubenville. And, um, it was just two months into his freshman semester. And then he, he was on spring break and he passed away. And, and it was during that time of, right. Uh, there was just so many, so much questioning, and I never doubted the faith at all. But it was just such a strange, um, strange thing to know. Like Jesus loves us so much; right. He cares for us; He provides, you know. But also, there's so much like pain and suffering in this moment, and um, reconciling those two things was a very, very challenging and, and painful process, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I, Jesus is faithful, and He is really just—he's been so faithful to me. I've not ever been disappointed in in his plan and his provision, because I seriously, like he, it's not, it's not what I would have chosen, of course, no. but he, you know, just knowing that he's got me and the family and he's got my brother, Max, um, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. you know, that, that's what, you know, really keeps me going is, is Jesus Christ. Cause I mean, <laughs> that was the lowest of the low time for me. And, um, wow. yeah. I can't imagine ever, ever going through something like that without, mm. without my Catholic faith, I without know. daily communion you, you wonder, the Eucharist. yeah i know and i'm sorry to hear about your brother but uh, yeah i don't know how Thanks. people that people that have no faith i don't know how they do it um yeah you, you said it was eight months ago so what we had oh, your, 18 months ago 18 months ago so you must have been right in the middle of recording the album or where, um, where were you absolutely yeah it actually was almost done and he would he would come to the studio with me and yeah um yeah and and funny enough you know the song breakthrough that we're featuring on this show yeah um it's a song I wrote while I was at Franciscan, and I never understood why I wrote that song. Yeah. Um, and Max knew that song too, and we'd uh, he'd go in the studio and listen to it, and he he would share it. It was my first single, and he he was just all about sharing it and helping out his brother. But I never knew why I wrote that song, and it's a song about longing to understand, you know, like how God works, even if we don't understand, you know, like for me yeah. in the suffering, understanding and not understanding how. How how it all is going to come together, but still trusting and say I still have faith. That's what that song's about. And mm-hmm. I never really had a reason to write it, but then after he passed away, it just was like it perfectly articulated that whole process for me of of grieving him so much and missing him, but still like trusting God. So that song is it's really funny. I think it was a gift to me, you know, before before um, yeah yeah before he passed. So that was it's kind of yeah interesting but yeah you know, i was recording he knew all the songs he's a great drummer so yeah. he didn't actually record on the album but um he knew huh. the songs very well wow i'm sure he's still cheering for you um yeah yeah, oh, yeah. in a better place to cheer for him um did you cuz cuz you were i don't i mean i don't you went to Steubenville i don't know, i'm not sure did you study music or what were you studying no you know i actually studied catechetics okay so, mm-hmm. so, so, but you obviously already had a music career to a certain degree. You were, you had played with that country music band and then you played with the Thirsting. Um, mm-hmm. What, what, what changed or what kind of shifted that made you want to go solo to do your own recordings? Um, there's a variety of reasons. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, sometimes I think the Lord's just been stirring in my heart for a long time to just. To, to share, I, there's something about 
when you're you're on stage and you're in front of a group of people and you have a really really unique opportunity and um, I I think that it's a responsibility um, really to 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 be a light you know and uh-huh. uh, a light in the darkness you know everyone's going through something and I found as a lead guitar player I had the ability to do that but a limited ability now right um, because you know I I didn't necessarily have a microphone all the time and. But now it's it's funny because like I can share, um, I can share about my faith, I can share about life, I can just get people laughing. Yeah. My show is very engaging and it's fun, and, yeah. and that's uh, and that's what I want. I want people to come and just be just be fulfilled, but we'll also go a little bit deeper. Um, and I, I like the freedom that that allows me, and um, I like being able to play the music that I think um, mm-hmm. is important. You yeah. Know? So did you get it did, when before before this album? Were you composing already? Did you have your own music? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So I had I had my own music. I just had never published any of it. Right. This was the first time I'd actually recorded, but I wrote the songs. So yeah, <laughs> they're all original. Yeah. No, I wasn't questioning that. Um, so I presume that you're maybe already writing some more and thinking about the next album. Oh yeah, yeah. We've already actually. Um, I've been in the studio. Yeah. About twelve demos for the next album. I don't know which ones are going to make the cut. And, right. Um, but uh, we're in the preliminary stages. I'll say conservatively. <laughs> okay. With the second album. Okay, well that's good. That's a good to know, good excuse to bring you back in the show so we can talk about Yeah. It. Oh, I'd love to come see back how the that. music goes. Um I was going to ask you you're from are you are you still you're in Ohio now or are you still in Illinois? So I'm in Illinois. Um, yeah. I'm based out of Illinois. Um yeah. right now um uh, you know, I'm on my way to Steubenville. I'm, I'm going to okay. be in the house band there, oh, seven great. conferences. So I'll just That's travel crazy. all summer long. That's great. No, I was just going to say, because country music, the good country music doesn't usually come from Illinois. But but <laughs> we <laughs> but we really like your stuff. So whatever whatever you're doing, keep Thank keep you. doing it. And uh, I'm so glad. I'll, I'll shout out to Ali Alia, who's been on the show, uh, who, who connected us. Um, thank you, Ali, and, and great meeting you, uh, JP, and good luck. Have fun this summer. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pedro. You can learn more about John Paul Von Arks and his music at his website, johnpaulvonarks.com, and it's Von, V-O-N, and then separate word, A-R-X, but I'm going to put that link on our site, saltandlighttv.org slash radio, so you can find it easily. And if you missed any part of the interview, um, you can also go to that website to listen to the full interview and to listen to the whole program, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Here now is John Paul Von Arks with Cell Phone Blues from his album Breakthrough. Woke up this morning, no ringing in my head. No distractions keep me in my bed. Drunk up coffee and I'm all set. So alive, my phone is dead. We're listening to our featured artist of the week, John Paul Von Arks with Cell Phone Blues from his new album, Breakthrough. And that will take us to the end of the program. It was a good show, eh, Emily? Yes, and I had no idea that Fulton Sheen had published yeah, so many books. Yeah. I know, I know. Certainly hope that they can figure out the whole beatification with, uh, thing with yes, him. Yes, you know, totally. Soon. Yeah. Yes, I would be all over that. Yes. Um, and I love it when Jillian is on the show. I know. <laughs> I mean, she's the she, best. Yeah, and she just has these really great insights. I'm I not know. a mom. I know. But you... <laughs> but... One day, maybe. One day, maybe. <laughs> I know. And Jillian has great advice. Lots of lots of stuff there. So if people missed any part of the program, um, like 
Jillian's segment, what she learned from her kids. Remember, you can stream or podcast all the Salt and Light Hour programs at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And I also think I might be listening to country music a little bit Are more Are you serious? <laughs> I know, isn't yeah, that best? I, mean, I, I know. Yeah. Well, you can start with John Paul Von Arks. Don't tell my dad I said that. You, you know what? The song <laughs> we're listening, you should watch the video because this is a great video where people tossing cell phones into the lake. It's good stuff. <laughs> Good music. There you go. Country music. Great. John Paul Von Arks. Yes. So remember that you can also listen to this show on Roku. Right. And find it on uh, the Google Music Store. That's it. All you have to do is look for the Salt and Light Hour Catholic Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Emmy Callen and Billy, of course, is at Bijo Chan. And I'm at Deacon Pedro GM. Thank you for being with us today. I'm Emily Callen. And I'm Deacon Pedro. And this has been the, the Salt and Light, Light Hour. Yeah.